Rossiu, tell me why. The citizens who were evacuated to the Parliament Tower have begun to riot. They say our defeat of Lord Genome is what set this catastrophe in motion, and that Team Daigurin is to blame for the moon falling from the sky. The people are directing their anger at the new government. Your conversation with Nia was broadcast live across the world. Every citizen now knows that the moon will slam into the Earth in three weeks' time. Also, the entire city was privy to your foolish and reckless fight earlier. I can no longer protect you. Protect me? Japanese podcast where three dudes in their thirties talk about anime. You okay there? I think so. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you. He's a prisoner of the state government. His name is Bill. I mean, not yet. He's raring to go down in a blaze of glory. It's Josh. That's actually one of my bo- favorite Bon Jovi songs, right there. Raring to go down. Want it? No, no. Call back. <laughs> Well, yes, but no, I, to be completely honest, I, I actually, that's one of my favorite Bon Jovi songs, Blaze of Glory. And I don't know how I'm going to keep that mouth closed. <laughs> my name is Andy. Is that the quote? It's close to the quote. Oh, yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> and uh, um, this is Tune Japanese, a podcast where we, we talk about anime and shit. And, uh, and I'm the only one not offering a blowjob? <laughs> Obviously. Hi, guys. Hey! How's, wow. That was uh, random with yeah. the, with the uh, e- intro there. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't write down our normal names, so I thought instead <laughs> of just calling us by our regular names, I would just kind of sum up something sum, sum from the something episode. Up. I would have gone uh, me with the def- as the defense attorney. You're the prosecutor, and Bill's the judge. Oh god, that's that's a good one too. Here come the judge. Uh, we're here. Here come the fudge to talk about Gurren <laughs> Lagann. Judge? judge Fudge. Oh, Jesus Christ. We are here to talk about Gurren Lagann, and today we are talking about episode nineteen. Yes. 19 of Gurren Lagann, we are we are wrapping up these episodes here. Known as We Will Survive by Any Means Necessary. Thank you, I just pulled it up. Um, <laughs> Your pants? <laughs> yes. And it's time. It's time? It's time to talk about this episode. Uh, unless someone said anything they want to talk about first. Holy sh- shit, what was that? <laughs> Bill looked like he was bracing us for something epic. Fader time. Oh, it's, oh god, no. He said no, it's time, no. it's time. I've been good. I've been good. <laughs> but you said it's time twice. No. Uh, hey, let's talk quickly about Reboot, shall we? The Reboot of Roseanne? Uh, we can start there, if you want. I haven't seen it yet, so... I have. Um, is it good? Is uh, it... I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's pretty, it, it's pretty good. It's not like, it's not quite what it used to be, but I mean, any show that gets rebooted usually is not quite what it used to be. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Most of the main cast is back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Except for the guy that played Mark. Well, yeah, he's well, dead, yeah, and yeah. They actually, they they played that off that that Becky's husband, Becky's is, husband dead. is dead. dead. So Mark, Mark is dead. Yes. Mark is dead. Okay. 
They don't really say why. David is separated from Darlene, it sounds like. Her and her husband are separated. They don't really say if it's David or not. Uh, they did get married to, um... Well, I know, but around people could have more than one husband. Yeah, yeah, true. true. I, they don't actually say, like, she's separated from David. They say right. her and her husband are separated. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. noticed the, the gal that plays uh, Darlene's daughter is also well-known for playing a character on the uh, Showtime series uh, Shameless. No, oh, okay. I've yeah. never watched it, but she looks it's, kind of familiar. I didn't. Maybe she's got other acting credits. Possibly, yeah. Shameless is dirty. Yes, I've heard. I've heard super dirty. Um, the weird thing that I I struggled with starting it out was that the Connors are apparently massive Trump supporters, or at least were. Really? I, when I say Connors, I mean specifically Roseanne and Dan. Yeah. Okay. And that's led to a rift with her and Jackie. But mm-hmm. like, even then, you don't know who. She just says they didn't talk for a year because she voted for the worst person on the planet. Mm-hmm. They didn't say which side she was on. I thought that was setting up for like a joke. Right, right. And it wasn't. It but just, it wasn't. It was, yeah. I mean, I, she's been pretty outspoken conservatively. And, and which even, I didn't know. And even in interviews, um, you know, like she was on Jimmy Kimmel and Kimmel like kind of brought her to task on it. And she's like, she told a story on Kimmel about her daughter about how her daughter cried the night that Trump won and how essentially it was going to be the end of the world and, and, and the end of like gay people, all these like different things, you know, like the, like a very gut reaction. And, you know, her mo- you know, Roseanne, her mom, was just kind of like, you know, it's not going to be the end of everything, you know. I mean, if it doesn't work out, someone else will, will, will get voted in, you know. And, and like, she ended that interview with, uh, if people don't like the way that government is, then they need to go out and vote. In the next election, and in, in next election, make changes. Well, that's all pretty level-headed, to yeah. be honest. I just Roseanne was always they had the TV's first lesbian kiss, yeah. and she's very. They had, a, they had openly gay characters. Well, she's was, very socially well, liberal. Not, I mean, when she ran for president, which she did before, when she ran for president, she her big thing was uh, legalization of marijuana. Right. Well, exactly. So I, I was very surprised to find, like. If she decided for the course of the show that Roseanne Connor should be mm-hmm. hardcore conservative Republican, mm-hmm. I would get that as a commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that she is, though. Especially because, you know, they have black characters now on the show. Mm-hmm. So there's either been interracial marriage or well, adoption. Well, that's, we call- really... that's a callback, actually, is to it? an older episode. Yeah, one of the episodes, DJ is doesn't want to kiss this girl in the school play and then they find out the girl is black mm-hmm. and it becomes a big thing like you will not like like we are not that kind of white trash essentially right. you know you're gonna you're gonna she's a human being and you're gonna kiss her and that's who mm. D, that's who to who dj marries is that girl oh, oh. Yes. okay i wasn't but yeah but that's my point the show had open racially it was mm-hmm. open sexually because yeah, they, they had gay, they gay had characters gay. and gay cast i mean there were yeah there were actual actors and actresses on mm-hmm. the show right Sandra Bernhardt? Was yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sandra Bernhardt's character was, was one, and then they... She the, dated Jackie, because wasn't, isn't Jackie a lesbian? Am uh, I misremembering that? That was... Bisexual, I think she was bisexual. Well, that was added in, like, the weird season nine oh, stuff. Oh, was that part of the weird season that nine stuff? That was the weird okay. season nine stuff, But yeah, there was another character, a male character, who came out as gay, too. It was like... Oh, uh, what, what, what uh, the, the boss of the, the, boss the diner? The diner, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But that's my point. It was such a progressive show. Well, and even... And they kept it pretty pretty low-key on the gay side thing, too. They're like, I'm gay. Oh, well, that's interesting. So what's going on now? And that, yeah. That was, you know, for it, a 90s sitcom, too. Right. Well, it's still cutting edge. Like, they're dealing with issues of uh, sexual uh, identity. 
with yeah. with uh, with with Darlene's kid. You know, no. Th- well, that's what. Well, no. that furthers my point. Of they're going into, it's not abortion, but they're going into women's rights of their own bodies. Mm-hmm. They're going into gender identity, and in this new season. So I'm going, why? Why would somebody so conservative be the writing a show? Like I said, I get that the character was was very conservative, mm-hmm. but if the actual like producer, writer, actress, front woman in general. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised that the show is so socially liberal. Right. Maybe it's because they want to say, yes, we are conservative, but not all conservatives are this bad or that bad shit crazy. We can be reasonable and accepting and, and that sort of well, thing. Well, that's sort of the point of the show is that it's more about don't let all this crap tear you apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's fine. I mean, yeah, very first episode got, is very I, much that. I mean, granted, I look, okay, I personally, even though I more lean on the liberal side, I've admitted that on, on numerous occasions, if like um, if McCain had ran against Hillary Clinton, I probably would have voted for McCain. Yeah, he's he's a Republican, and, and you know he's got some conservative stuff, but he's always been a very reasonable and tried to always work work on both sides, sort of sort of type of Republican. And I think he seems like bad. a decent person when it gets down to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably the best I can say there of, of any of that. Is and I mean, how many times has he been on Parks and Rec and made fun of himself in Parks and Rec? Yeah, but no, I was actually wanting to talk about the reboot of reboot. Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> rebootception. All right, I know reboot. And if you want to know Andrew's thoughts on the reboot reboot. Go to questandnetwork.com and read his article because we don't have time to talk about that. Shit. Hey, you got the whole you got the website right. No, I, I did I did do a uh, an article of my first impressions and then I watched the next two episodes and I started to actually like it a little bit more. So uh, you have to write another follow up. I eventually you have to do maybe, a when I when I finish. An op-ed. It's sort of what you expect from a a Canadian tween superhero show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the acting's not phenomenal. No, yeah, that was the thing I noticed. It's was a the little acting was like, horny. A little... Facial expressions are odd. Yep. It works for the char- the Vera character. She's maybe the best part of the whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, the inhuman character so far, I mean, like, I'm like, okay, well, that's the best actor because someone said, hey, simulate cardboard. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that or she's just really a f- weird person. Could be. I don't know. I mean... I like to see some bloopers from that show. <laughs> yes. I like that it's still tied to the mythology. Yes, we won't say too much because we don't want to spoil anything. No. Although it comes up in episode two. But there's... Yeah, in episode two, there are a few things... That I want to know why they are what they are. Yes, and hopefully they're explored. We'll see if it is or not. Yes. Thematically, there's some really interesting choices. The CGI obviously is upgraded, but they still kind of animate it a little bit slow, which I thought was a really interesting and good choice visually, because yeah. it, it still kind of made it feel like it was... Like the old show. Like the old show. I, it, looked a little, sleek, it looked a little, little stiff. Yeah, instead of that sleek, super realistic yeah. you know, yeah. kind of style. It's not Pixar. No, it's not, but it's not on purpose. Yeah, which I really like. Yeah, I mean, granted, they probably wouldn't be Pixar anyway, but yeah, they've definitely dialed themselves back on purpose. It's like yeah. when Stranger Things intro has the grainy VHS quality yes, to it. Yes, it's meant to do that. Yeah. yeah. Definitely want to talk more about it later once I've cool. finished like, watching it. It just came out today, This will, although when this comes out, it'll be much further in the future. Um, go check it out. It's on Netflix, yes, the first 13 episodes, first season. As, I, sat, I sat down and watched it with you guys when I came in, halfway through the third episode, or actually, no, Three quarters of the way through the third episode, I went, huh? <laughs> that was my reaction. I need to watch I still only know the characters as girl, Red Ranger, athlete, <laughs> and smart guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. So. It's, it's essentially, is like okay. they're, they're still falling on those 
archetype stereotypes of the 90s. Absolutely. And again, that's probably part of the idea. Yeah. Uh, But there's a lot, there's a Tron feel to it, and I'm I'm gauging there's a Tron substory there. Yeah. It's a little bit Power Rangers and the Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Like we said before, it probably would be. Right. But yeah, there is some reboot there. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it exists. Some cool. VR Troopers, maybe? Well, I will definitely, on my end, I will definitely check it out. And probably by the time this episode is released, I will have at least seen a full episode, probably with the kids. Yeah, and the, I think it's something kids would definitely like. You think, a two, you think a two-year-old would like it? Bright colors and jumping I mean, around. Yeah, and, it's... And cartoony. But I think it's time to get into our review of episode 19 of Gurren Lagann. Come it's on, okay. one step closer to the end. Is do, that, I, do I have to? Yeah. Is that a 40? Do I have to? I think it's a 40. You it's not to. called a 40. It's a tall boy. <laughs> I don't... I, I wouldn't exactly <laughs> oh, say it oh, wait, feels wait, wait, wait. it. <laughs> oh, man, I was expecting, like, a really long pull from that. <sighs> That's gonna last me. It's your week, sir. Yep. Bring it on. This is a tale of some asshole, and he doesn't know what we already know what's going on, so he's got to spoon-feed us more exposition. Hey, this asshole's been through a lot. Not that asshole, the asshole who's like... The pretentious asshole who tells us... The narrator! Do you think that's Gramps? No. No. That would be awesome if it was Gramps. No. Okay. Just don't. Okay. Just don't. I mean, if we if it was going to be anybody on the show, it would be Viral, because he's the one who lives forever to tell stories. Oh! <gasps> But it doesn't sound like him, but that's awesome. No, it's not. No, but it's not. That would be saying, super cool. If it was anybody, that'd, that'd, that'd be yeah. super cool. The city's in flames, and the population has turned on Simone. Yeah, they're not happy. Hey, no, guys, no. it's a riot. Yeah, let's have a riot. <laughs> um, what if they threw a riot and nobody came? <laughs> There's just one guy looting. That's <laughs> <laughs> just called theft. Anyway. <laughs> oh, 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 no! <laughs> Come on, guys, I'm going to turn over this police car. Oh, no. One guy rioting against a shoplifter. <laughs> anyway. Oh, if one guy riots in the woods and no one's around to hear him. Does, does he, he make it sound? Does he, does he actually is he do actually property riot? damage? Does, does, he does, he car, actually do property does he flip damage? a car over? Does he actually no, flip No, because he's one guy. <laughs> no, because he's in a forest. There could be cars in forests. <laughs> no. Yeah, have you, have you ever Absolutely been to the, not. Haven't you been not to the south? Not my forests. <laughs> haven't you been to the south? Yes. I, I used a slingshot. I felt like I was very much a southern boy. I felt like Huck Finn. <laughs> one, one minute on a gravel road with a slingshot. And, he... and, and I was living in barrels, man, and not wearing clothes. How far south were you? <laughs> Arkansas. I'm pretty pretty far south. <laughs> okay. Southern Arkansas, you went with us. Oh, okay, okay. There you go. Rossio's already arrested Simone. And where did they get the little Buddha-sized handcuffs? <laughs> So cute and sad. <laughs> so cute and sad. <laughs> it is. It's really cute, but very, very sad. I am so, so happy that you've uh, used this somber moment to be so excited. Oh, it's so cute and sad. Oh, I'm so happy. So Rossio explains everything again. Yes, of course. We need an exposition in case and you missed it. Do you think Johnny Young Bosch gets sick of doing exposition dumps? <laughs> no. Or is, that from, like, or is that like part of his resume? It's written in his contract. Must do exposition dumps. It, I'm being typecast again. Oh, somebody explains everything? Yep. We see the communist at Clarissa? <laughs> we, did, you, did you see they're redoing that? Are they really? Yes. They're redoing everything. Uh, except she's the mom now. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Because that would be really weird if she was a teenager. <laughs> you know I mean, she would you totally know. fit the role still. She looks like she's 12. No, I mean, 
I don't say she looks like she's. Well, 12. I mean, like she looks like she could still she's be a young. teenager she's if she right. she had to. Yeah. You know they're gonna be scraping the bottom of the barrel when it, when they uh, redo uh, Hey Dude. <gasps> I would totally watch uh, a Hey Dude. I, I would too. That show was so boring, though. Oh, I watched so it all the time. I, lo- so I like Salute Your Shorts better than Hey Dude. I like oh. Salute Your Shorts too. What about uh, what about Pete and Pete re- a redo? That would be good. No, but they do need to release it on Blu-ray because that show was that so would, weird. They would just be hipsters. Yeah, you're right. Oh, now you ruined Pete and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, back to the review. Artie sucks now. The, the Kamina statue is pulled down, like he saw him his aim. Did they wait? <laughs> did they pull it down? Well, they're trying to. It's oh, a, I didn't, I didn't it's, realize that. It's moving. Oh, I didn't realize. No, they moving. actually do pull it down. Oh. Did we actually see it fall? Yeah, yeah. I remember we see it moving. like a like a statue of Ulysses S. Grant. You know, he goes down. Ulysses S. Grant probably didn't suck dick. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. But I'm sure I suppose go down could be either way. Did but you he... just wink when he said that? <laughs> no, Probably I... not wink. No, I... no, I fucking had a stroke of dealing with this. Rossio explains that Simone needs to be punished like the spiral head pillar. It's a weird punishment to cut his head off and make him a computer. Yeah, that's that was kind of bizarre to me. It's like, wait, they're going to treat him like Lord Genome, yeah. so they're going to decapitate cut, him? Cut and... his head off and make him a computer. I don't think that was necessary. Asking questions necessarily what they were implying because one they grew lord genome's computer head and two i think they were talking more along the lines of if lord genome was alive this is what we will be doing we would have done to him that's a weird trope head in a jar like i was just rewatching reboot head's gotta go uh, somewhere i suppose uh, i was just rewatching reboot with the uh the the on fong's head yeah fong's head was in a was in in a a jar jar. at one point i wonder if that is uh tied back to the migos from lovecraft because they would put brains in jars to be able to like keep a being alive and communicate with yeah i mean we saw that also in uh young Young frankenstein abby normal no you're right (laughs) but they're in jars Yeah. yeah they were in jars they did that also in lex in the first season yeah that nobody's derivative of lex was Lex no. was Lex the no, Lex uh, leather clad woman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and like it. and like the crazy uh, guy with the big bouffant hairdo that was in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. He was so goth that no goth could ever be him. <laughs> he was so goth he couldn't live outside of the freezer except for short periods of time. <laughs> That's great. Of the derivative train, Lex is definitely an evolutionary dead end. <laughs> like they're like, oh, we made this thing. I'm not even saying Lex is bad, but it's, I, it, I, no, I, nobody bothered to make anything. It, it was definitely. A, I only ever saw Lex like in reruns when it was like two in the morning and it was on a grand. It's the on only the way any of us ever saw Lex. <laughs> okay, because I didn't know when it was. No, I watched when it, when it was, was actually released. Of course, because I because I had the room in the basement where mom and dad couldn't see things. <laughs> couldn't see me fap into this. Fat, 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 fat. That's actually true. <laughs> That's actually true. Simone is thrown to his cell to await trial. That's true. Rossio is a man who likes to get tied down. That's what he says. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, no. Wait, no, that, no, that was a direct quote. He's Wait, like, that he, was he's a like, direct quote, wasn't it? You like religion, you like laws, you like to get tied down. <laughs> this anime got weird. Yeah, well. You notice, though, Rossio was incredibly polite to Simone. He actually asked him to stay in that cell That's to the, await trial? Well, he wasn't really asking. He just... He said please. That's he asking. said please, but he wasn't asking. Mm-hmm. There's some pretense there. But that's kind of Rossio's character, though. I think he's always incredibly polite. Yeah. Regardless of how mad he is or what he's doing, he's... Still uh, still trying to keep his composure of he, who he is. Yeah. Well, keeping his composure is who he is. Yeah. 
So anyway, Rossio goes on to talk about Kamina's sacrifice, made everybody stronger, and that's why how they won the day. Simone uh, gets all pissed about this being a good thing. And then the guards hold him down while Rossio takes the cordial from him. Both of them are not wrong. Rossio's not wrong about the whole Kamina's death motivated everyone to become stronger. And Simone's not wrong that Rossio's a zealot. And also that him mentioning it and making it sound like it was a good thing is really, really shitty. That's a dick move. I don't like it. Yeah. And it just make, it further just makes me not like Rossio, and that makes me sad. It's okay. Well, it is... If we, were on, if we want to unpack this a bit, I don't know that Rossio ever... Until he got pushed, he didn't say directly it was a good thing. He said it was a sacrifice that was... Necessary. Or necessitated no, change. No, not even that. The, the sacrifice was worthwhile. That Kamina didn't die in vain. He mm-hmm. could easily take it that way. Well, the hypocrisy is, Rossiu was piloting Gurren Lagan in that fight with Lord Genome too. Why isn't he locked up, you know? It's like he's he was part of it, right. but he's not the face of it. Because he's not in tr- he's not the one that was piloting Gurren Lagan when a section of the city got blown up after a reckless attack on a new Yeah, animal. but they and that's what they're that's what they're focusing on. No, but not, they brought up the, Lord Genome. He brought up Lord Genome as as an example of this is what we would have been doing to him were he still alive. One more thing I want to point out though before we move on. Did you notice the uh, colors on um, in this scene? And, and it's a kind of recurring thing with Rossiu every now and then. It was colored. Muted, though. Much like how Adai Village was. Can, hmm. we, can we mute Josh? No, I think that's an interesting observation. No, no we can't do that here. <laughs> I think it's an interesting observation because he's so black and white in his approach. There's a, there's a thematic sort of follow-up with the colors. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it shows um, frequently, not all the time, but no. frequently, especially in this episode, mm-hmm. especially in this scene, uh, the upcoming trial scene too, he's he's very muted, very black and white, very yeah. much like it's his cut and dry. You, it's going to be this or this. Yeah, very well, much like his father. Even his hair and clothing. Yeah, absolutely. Everything about him is is definitely that way. Elsewhere, Kiel gets all pissed at Rossiu in the hospital <laughs> uh, with her blonde sister, who I don't remember her name. The baby and Keon. Buyaka. Kiel. Okay. I thought Keon, Wait a minute, no, no, say? no, no. I thought Keon was the one that gets that gets tied Ke- up to the bomb later. Keon. Oh, Keon does. Okay. It's it's Keon, Keon, Keon. Why do parents do that sometimes? Where it's like, I'm going to name you Amy, and I'm going to name you Amelia, and I'm going to name you like Amelie for, for for the same reason <laughs> for the same reason that they that, that their last name is Johnson. Why don't you so go ask son your John? Why don't you ask your grandma? <laughs> I know. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The mob of zombies is angry outside. Yeah. Yep. Mob, mobs will be angry. Yep. Yep. I don't feel the need to say anymore. <laughs> Elsewhere, Leron and the kids are planning how to fight the Mugen. Leron is upset that... Gimme? Dari? Uh, Boy Orphan gimme. is saying that uh, Great Pearls aren't as powerful as uh, Gurnlogan. Grapperls? And did you say Mugen? Like Mugen Academy and Sailor Moon? Isn't that what Mugen? They're called Mugen. Really? Or Mugen. I wonder what that actually means, because in, in the third season of Sailor Moon, that's the name of the the school that like all the witches, five, or, and, and Tomoe works at. Mugen. Mugen means infinite. Oh. Well, there you go. Translation from German. That's interesting. Because anything German is automatically evil. I don't really quite understand how this works. So Japanese translate from German, 
Mugen, showing translation for, and it shows two kanji. Translate instead, Mugen, English infinite. So, oh, weird. There's a lot of levels there. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what that means or how it works, but some language somewhere it means infinite. It, it means infinite. Which so. is that's cool. That's it. Yeah, that's nifty. Anyway, but yeah, eating ice cream, Leron. Isn't that interesting? It's it, it it's weird. This whole scene is weird. It, it is kind of weird. Um, yeah, it's like a it's like it seems oddly placed. This scene doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyway, Karen, Leron is upset that Gimme, Dari, Boy Orphan, <laughs> Gimme is saying that the Great Pearls aren't as powerful as Gurnalagan, and so Leron threatens to shut him up with a dick in the mouth. Is that what we're saying? I uh, that's really uncomfortable. Yep. Let's not go there. That's yep, cool. dick in the I, mouth. I, it's one of those uncomfortable Leron moments that I wish wasn't there. I mean, yeah. How old are the kids supposed to be? I don't know. Well, but... it's only been seven years, they said, right? Yeah, and the oldest would have been nine when we were introduced yeah, so, to them. I mean, still... So we're, we're so looking yeah, at like, inappropriate teenagers. Especially because we're getting like very obvious gimme-ass shot. Dari. Oh, Dari. I don't know the difference. We really didn't need to see the Dari R. <sighs> there is some inappropriately weird cheesecakey moments. Especially considering this is like a dramatic political episode. It wasn't like it was a beach episode they did where everybody's right. like in bikinis and it's lighthearted. And it's like, this is very politically and we're going to have a coup and kill the leader. And it's like, but here's some TNA. It's like, <laughs> and then we have some weird slapstick because... Because Ottenborough's crazy. Yeah. He just, like, sets Leon's <laughs> yeah, chair sp- spinning and swinging around. It doesn't really do much, real honestly, when you think about it. Actually, I think the funnier moment is while they're, while they're having the discussion, and, and, the, and Leron's having the discussion about how to try to stop the Mugen from, from flying apart and blowing up, you have Ottenborough in his chair, and he just keeps every now and then just kind of repositioning his chair. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the only animation we get at that point. I think that's kind of, that's funnier than the spin cycle. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like there's a necessity for this. It's I... the, the the placing of this particular scene just does not make sense to me. I think it does have a place in this episode because they're trying to figure out how to handle the Mugen and their little problem of flying apart and blowing shit up. Rossio is getting a briefing on the underground cities. Uh, that they use as bomb shelters, moon shelters, whatever. And they found something else in King Spiral's head. Something under Kamina City. A card up his now non-existent sleeves. Did they ever... Break card! Okay! Welcome to the Break Card. My name is Andy, and you are listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese as we are rounding the corner trying to finish up our reviews of Gurren Lagann. If you like this review and everything else that we do, you know that you can support us, hopefully on Patreon at this point. It's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. One dollar a month, you get all kinds of bonus content, including our most recent episode, where Bill and I sat down and ranked every single Trigun villain. And it was probably one of my favorite episodes that I've had the chance to record for Tuning Japanese. But you can only get it if you donate one dollar, one buck, to help us continue to make this a much better show you can find other bonus episodes like a random review of a sailor moon episode that bill and i watched one night and then talked about uh we also have a wonderful spoof that we did for way back when i was uh, guest hosting on the rundown wrestling podcast or an april fool's joke where bill and i talk about soup for a half an hour it's a lot better than it sounds i promise 
You can get all kinds of other stuff, including brand new Tuning Japanese stickers, which are also available if you donate at least $3 a month. And if you want us to watch some sort of crazy thing like Superfan Matt did when we watched Captain Tyler, which is an anime I didn't even know existed at the time until he told us to watch it, you can donate a little bit more and have us do that as well. You can also check out the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. It is a wonderful website full of podcasts, streams, and articles for you to listen, watch, and enjoy. Of all the podcasts on there, I'm going to go ahead and recommend one this week. I'm going to recommend you listen to the New Blood Rising podcast. It's one of our many wrestling podcasts on there. They currently are on their fifth season, and they are reviewing early 90s episodes of WCW. Yikes. Yeah, pay-per-views back in the early 90s, WCW, something I know nothing about. If you're a wrestling fan, go check them out and check out all the other podcasts on the Questionable Endeavor Network at questendnetwork.com. We've got a little commercial heading up next, and then we're back to our review. And uh, we'll only got about another small handful of these episodes of Gurren Lagann next. And we've got some other really exciting things coming down the pipe. And we're going to be revealing some of that to our Patreon supporters and backers. So be checking for some of those cool announcements that only our patrons will get to find out. All right, we'll get back to the episode in just a minute. Hey, you like podcasts. Do you also like wrestling? If you do, you should check out the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Every Thursday, some friends and I talk about the week that was in the WWE and TNA. We mostly mock TNA, but uh, we'll also predict pay-per-views, we'll make jokes, we'll make really, really terrible jokes, and every so often, we'll laugh at a dead person's expense. I apologize for that, but check out The Rundown every Thursday on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Oh, now I'm smelling it. <laughs> yes. We're back. We back. Every we... time we take a break card, you got to fart the... We back. <laughs> you got to stop farting up the room. We back. Are you farting too? No. Andrew farts up the room every time we go to break card. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right. That's, that's the why he gets so excited. <laughs> that's <laughs> why you did so many break cards that you just had the, had the farts. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mexican was, for lunch. I did. I'm Mexican for lunch. <laughs> That I, makes sense now. I got to poop, so let's keep moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God! Keep it moving. Keep it moving. No, I don't want to. Simone, spotlight, court. <laughs> Rossio condemned him to death. <laughs> to death. Uh, Team Digerin lose their shit. The trial was fixed. Mm-hmm. Duh. I like that it took until the trial was completely over. For Keaton to step up and be like, wait a minute! I just thought of something. <laughs> you got Moron number one, that would be Balambo, defending him. You had Eyeglasses Guy, also known as Gwynbill. Which I think we get his name Gwyn- for the first time Gwynbly. this episode. Yes, uh, Gwynbly, who's voiced by Liam O'Brien. I've been waiting, like, three episodes to finally get this guy. So, Bill, this is a prime example of a kangaroo court, correct? It's just there for show. They totally should have got some kangaroo beastmen in there. Oh my god, that would have been awesome. They would have been the jury. I would have enjoyed that joke. Oh, damn. That would have been actually been an, an actual decent inserting of humor in this episode. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Rossio says that somebody has to be held responsible. Yes. Again, not wrong. We go through some more crap about the evacuations, and Rossio is the Supreme Commander. He, he is now named Supreme Commander in... Keaton's like, is this a coup? And they're like, no, I'm succeeding him. Okay. I mean, he's probably not wrong, but at the same time, mm-hmm. whatever. 
Simone prays to Kamina, and then Kinky Evil Idiot shows up. There to announce that there will be suffering in the next two weeks. Oh, oh, you mean Twilight Princess Nia. Okay, okay. Yes. And a huge gon shows up over Littner Village. Bomb shelter. Oh, yeah. So, like, fucking Evangelion all up in this shit now, apparently. You know, like, they're just all <laughs> ready to fight at any moment, and then some giant thing shows up, and it just kind of starts destroying shit. Wrecking house. Gonna die. Well, I just love what, what goes on as Nia pro- prophesies that... For the next two weeks, you will suffer. So essentially, they're activating protocol douchebag. She's got like a weird nipple mark so around her. Once again, her kinky bodysuit. Yeah, odd, oddly placed cheesecake. Yeah, it is weird. But what happens at Lintner, Bill? Well, everybody starts reacting as the techno music starts to play. Yeah, the techno music was kind of yep. cool. I kind of like uh, that. Simone has to be let out to use Gurren Lagann to fight. Yeah, this scene was kind of cool. Uh, Rossio says he can't let him escape, and the compromise they come up with is that they're going to just pack Gurren full of explosives. And to note, Simone was the one that came up with that. He's like, just put fucking explosives everywhere. That that was the compromise he came up with. Yeah. Yeah. Hot-headed, but at this point, it works. Yeah, it does does help him save the city. And you know, if you have somebody that you want to keep in line, you take their mode of transportation... You pack it. You, <laughs> you pack it full of explosives, and that always keeps the people in line, right, Josh? Would have worked too if you weren't such out of the box thinkers. Damn it! That's when you're in Star Wars. Oh, tabletop. Yeah, not one of my best games. Well, we had a lot of fun, and if you would have just unclenched your butthole and let us run rampant, we would. I have... started to, and then the game fizzled. Uh, yeah, but you had your butt clenched for like six sessions. Actually, that was the whole thing, though. I didn't know what what I wanted in that game. You put us in a spaceship full of explosives well, and gave us a boss who would kill us if we didn't do what he said. Yeah, because he was a mobster. He was a big guy. Yeah, and we and got you, rid of him. And you got rid of and One, you got you worked your way out of the problem. So, <laughs> hey, hey, it's no different than any of your cockamamie plants that you throw us in in your games. Hey, how does Simone get out of this? <laughs> or does he? He doesn't. He dies. Oh, okay. Show the no, anime. No. <laughs> so for my next seven anime, episodes more, I plant more episodes on doing. Okay. And there's actually anyway, more to this episode. The oh, the, the, the the twist. What the twist? What the twist? Kenan, the yes. middle sister. Yes, she's actually the youngest. No, no. Yes, you're the middle. Yes, the middle. The one with the wedding. Kenan in the middle. The, I think is. I think, I think, I think it's her like spinoff TV show. Uh, the one with the wedding for Rossiu. Okay. <laughs> we got to keep using the term wedding. Please not for once. Can we go one episode without the term wedding? We've gone several episodes without saying wedding. I feel like we just recently brought wedding back. Just, <laughs> we brought wedding back because going sploosh all the time wasn't working. Are we not you saying wedding anymore? Oh God! Not since <laughs> season one. Rossio gets on TV uh, just to tell everybody about the trial. Mm-hmm. Simone's mission and the evacuation plan, including the introduction of a massive space ship, Ark Gurin. Ark Gurin! I, I don't know why. My brain just tells you how tired I am. When you're like, he gets on TV, I just imagine him with a giant afro painting pictures. I don't know why. I have no idea what's like, that's where it went in my Wait, brain. Ross, you Ross? Yes. Bob, oh, Bob, Bob Ross, you. Yes. <laughs> Greatest! Oh my god, we're making the greatest characters. Oh my god. Yeah, right along. painting with, with Bob Ross. With Bob Rossiu. And, and he could be friends with... Wait, wait, wait. This will be how the episode goes. 
So uh, today I'm going to show you and demonstrate how to overthrow a government and take control of it of yourself. First off, you take your former friend and you, uh, well, you go ahead and decide to... And then Spike gets on the monitor and goes, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> We're fucked! <laughs> you put him on trial for war crimes, and then, you know, you paint some happy clouds. And then if, Poopy Merrill wanders there on the Yeah, background. if this ever becomes like a big podcast... And somebody makes like a card game of us. It's gonna be like Bob Rossiu <laughs> and Irritable Bowel Syndrome Merrill. And... <laughs> oh, Swearing Spike. Oh, the best, the best, the best, the best. That, that's I'm sure that's actually what our listeners tune in for. They want to know the new character name. Anyway, Art well. Gurin is the big ship that was under Teplin, then under Kamina City. Is that uh, Die Gunson? No. No, uh, that that's Ark Gurin. So was this something it's, man-made over the last seven years? This was the card that the Spiral Pillar computer had up his sleeve. When, such... when they said, like, oh, we found this under the city. Oh. It was his last card up his sleeve. Oh. It was this, a big-ass evacuation yeah. ship. Huh. Essentially, Lord Genome had, had a uh, a plan B. Well, it makes sense. I mean, they already know and trying to counteract the anti-spiral, so it yeah, makes sense. Yeah. He probably knew what they were going to do. Yeah. So we have a dogfight between Gurren Logon and the Huge Gon, and it's babies. Uh, Nia taunts them, and Gurren Logon winds up getting surrounded, but Simone uses the Giga Drill Maximum. Because, you know, like kill... 17 drills isn't enough. Yep. So, so, so new, yeah. new attack. Yep. And you know what? I kind of like the art look of um, Porcupine Giga Drill Break. Because that was pretty crazy. It was insane. Sea urchin mode. Um, <laughs> there you go. But this leads to a big-ass explosion. A better animated explosion at that. And Gurren Lagan is down. But the big one is taking off while Gurren Lagan's laying there paralyzed. Yeah. The Pratt girls uh, run in to take out the big dude. The what girls? <laughs> the Pratt girls. No, the Grop rolls. The Great Pearls. And they actually find a way to keep the blast contained. The uh, girls, the post death blast contained. Yeah, it was something that Leron put together. Yeah, I don't know if Lee and Leron was inspired to figure this out when he was spinning in a circle. Yep. Okay. Essentially, if you if you notice the field that they create is is uh, spiraled in in various. Oh. They called it like a tornado attack or something. It was oh. like I, so. This is the idea that I think it is. They create a barrier of to spiral energy it. that's. Spinning around and so essentially when it's sucking, sucking it in. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Well, I don't know if it's sucking it in or if they're bouncing off of it, like uh, like how the Giga Drill Break was reflecting the energy attacks to begin with. It's bullshit anime physics anyway. It doesn't matter. That's true. They so did the, they did a thing. The thing works. Yay, pseudoscience! Simone comes back, turns in his core drill to Rossiu, and we find out that Gurren Lagan is headed to a scrap heap. I don't oh, think so, though. I'm just guessing, and again, I haven't, I, I just, I'm just watching along right now, but I'm guessing that's just a threat. That's just something to keep the people of the town Well, Rossi says it, and they're playing slow, auto-tuned rap, so <laughs> that's pretty fucking serious. Yeah, you know, you know, you know it's serious when it's slow, auto-tuned rap, dude. That's, that's true. Keaton comes in, he's pissed off that Keenan got used. Yeah. He tries to, like, beat the shit out of Rossiu, and Rossiu is just, like, doing that anime thing where he dodges everything. He's, just he's definitely, like, jogging. leaning out of the way. Yeah. I didn't realize that Rossiu was that badass. And then, well, he didn't actually do anything other than lean out of the way. Maybe. Yeah, but that's, that takes, that's pretty Maybe badass. Maybe he's just quick. Maybe. Um, or Keaton just 
telegraphs his punches. Also true. Either way, Kenon stops this whole thing from happening. By slapping her, her Slapping her the crap brother. out of her brother, yeah. Little sister grew up. We get some text that doesn't matter about Simone's fate, where he's going... Yep, he's going to jail. And then something that does matter. Something that definitely matters, so that got me really excited. We meet his cellmate, Viral. Yes, yes, I cannot wait for these wacky adventures. I know, next week's <laughs> episode, Gurren Lagan is the new black. Viral keeps the cell messy, Simone wants it clean <laughs> It's an odd couple, it's great. <laughs> so good. I am ready for this. Actually, it, it is. That, that's going to be a fun Simone episode. stays up all night, Viral can't function when it's not the daytime. <laughs> Yes, this is this is actually. I think I'm very excited for this. I want to see where this goes, and that's it, right? Yep, that's it. That's it. That's episode 19 of Gurren Lagann. What a twist! <laughs> we yet. will survive by any means necessary. Yes, we will. Uh, but it's time to talk about what we thought of the episode. Bill, hi. You're first. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was some politicalness that was going on. But then it was immediately kind of tossed aside by "fuck it, let's put a bunch of explosions in a and booby and jiggles and a, and a B-rate character in the cockpit and everything's cool." Yeah. Also, let's spice it up with some butts and boobs, like uh, Kenon. Is that her name? Kenon. Kenon. Mm-hmm. Like all oh, the impossible boob physics. Well, yeah, because like everything would be fine if she's wearing a flight suit, and then for whatever reason, Gurnal is going to be flying quickly or dealing with an explosion. And her boobs would suddenly materialize out of the flight suit as two separate pockets and just jiggle, jiggle. around everywhere. And then go back and then, into place. Back into place in the flight suit. Like, And I'm wondering if that's a joke in of itself, that that, that was commentary in, in some way. No, I just think there was a pervy director. And I was trying to figure out who the director was, but uh, the fandom uh, wiki does not have that information of who the director is. Because I feel like... Because I know in Sailor Moon, there was like, I can't remember the director's name, but there's always like... Different, uh, like guest directors. There was like a specific director that like could always like perf things up. Ikuhara, I think, was his, was his name. Well, let me see And uh, anytime it was an Ikuhara episode, you knew you were going to get some like really inappropriate sexual stuff that you don't really want with, you know, teenage girls. Isn't the age of consent in Japan like ridiculously low? It's lower. It's, yeah. It's, we've talked, I, I think we talked about it. I think we have too. Yeah. Something like that. So, I'm not saying they should do it. It's good they're doing it. I wonder if it's more acceptable. You're, cultural. you're not, probably right. Not to us, but in general, I think I wonder if it's culturally more acceptable to be pervy like that. I guess. Like, I don't know. In America, the the young virile thing is <laughs> virile. Like the the young hot, you know, the college girls. Yeah. yeah so eight, I wonder if it, I wonder if maybe that. Well, not necessarily eighteen. But yes, eighteen or older, but that's because. 18's the age of consent. That's right. not the time people go to college. So we think, like, hot, wild college girls, you know, right. is a thing. So I wonder if that's sort of translated in Japan as, like, hot high school age girls. Or, mm. yeah, or if they're just per- being perv. I don't I don't know what that is. Or Japan has some... I'm really, not sure I even want to know what it is. Japan's but, whole approach to sex is at once weirdly liberal and open, but also extremely conservative. If you lose a world war, I think your porn gets weird. Because <laughs> German. Yeah, they did it twice over, and I mean, their what? their porn is crazy and hot, but crazy. Uh, uh, back to the episode review. I'm mainly just going off of South Park with... <laughs> oh, an inland shot. It's a... 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Eating my jaisa. Any, um, any other thoughts on the episode? Uh, <laughs> it was slow, which is fine, I guess. And really, it's just kind of dickish that the anti-spirals are sending Nia to tell him, like, oh, hey, by the way, these last two weeks, we're just going to fuck you up constantly. And I think maybe that's a translation thing, because I think maybe the idea was more, hey, we're attacking Littner Village, because we're not going to let you have... We're watching you, and we know what you're trying, and we're going to stop it. Yeah. But the way she said it was, hey, for these next two weeks, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Middle fingers. Makes me think of Nightfall. The Nightfall storyline when uh, Bane broke out all the criminals in Arkham, yeah. Arkham Asylum yes. to yeah, wear okay. ba- Batman. You gotta, be, you gotta say more than just Nightfall, but yes, okay, Batman yeah. Nightfall. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a plan. Like, there's a point there. That's a point, too. You constantly attack him when you wear him down. They can't come up with a plan to to escape. You demoralize him. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'd do it. Not only think they have it in the bag anyway. Like, we yeah. have the moon. It's going to hit you. It's definitely going to kill everybody. Like, if they're so sure it's going to kill everybody, they could just leave everybody alone. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Josh, what do you think of the episode? The episode is all right. It's not uh, good or bad. Uh, I think the strong focus on on Rossiu is a good is a good thing though. We're kind of getting an idea of what Rossiu is doing now as an adult, and it's going to lead into more of his character development um, later on in this arc. This is not the last time we we visit this cold, calculating Rossiu, and there's more to it. I know you're disappointed with Rossiu now. I'm very very disappointed. Give it a few more episodes. Things are going to get really interesting for him. Okay. 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 The political stuff. That's great, because that's what, that's what Ross Yu is. It's boring, it is slow, I've never been a huge fan of the political stuff to begin with. I'm with Bill. No need for the gratuitous button boobs. The action sequence was a lot of fun, though. At the end of the day, it's it's kind of a forgettable episode that's a little bit messy, but the plot points that they have are solid. And virile. So I'll disagree on on pretty much all, everything you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the political parts, but I feel like the thing is, the plot here doesn't drive the story, which is why I don't like the plot here. Uh, they could have just simply taken a few of the main points and included it at the beginning of this of what would be the next episode. So you have you know him being led down to Viral because um, you know he's, he was already arrested anyway. So you're under he, arrest. They could just cut all that shit and then the, he the was next, arrested the last next episode. Scene. Yeah, and we, we could have met Viral. Yeah, last the, at the beginning yeah. of the, at the beginning of this episode or the end of last episode. Yeah, either or. Um, you know, if they needed to, they could they could have cut the beginning with this. They could have cut all that shit out. It is a very forgettable episode, and it's kind of sad because they were building so much momentum in these last few that while yes, I am jacked and excited for, to see where this goes because Viral and Simone are going to be kind of put side by side in this next episode. Hopefully, um, this one kind of was a little bit of a letdown. Think of it like this: good example, a WWE show. It's right, be- you know, not right before the main event, but it's like a, pre-main. It's a break match. It's a early two thousands divas match. It's a palate cleanser to get yeah, you get you ready for, yeah. for other stuff. Yeah, but it also and you'll you're gonna see later too. It does serve a purpose for character development. No, I, I agree with you totally. This could have been broken down into a handful of plot points spread between the previous yeah. and the next episode, and it would have been fine. I know that we've already shortened this this side of the arc, but if you're gonna use up some of the time for things that ultimately aren't going to push the story that much. Yeah. Arrest you know him. I mean? Show Viral at the end of the last episode, like we said. Have the, have have, the conversation. Have the big Mugans show up and destroy 
the villages, don't have them move towards Kamina City. Just have them show up and destroy the bomb shelters and just sit yeah. there over them. Yeah. Boom, you've accomplished a reason for them to need Plan B and to, to bring out Art Garen. Yeah. Okay. Have the conversation about Kamina still. Yeah, the Kamina yeah. conversation was very important. Like, that needs to be there. But, like, yeah, there are a lot of that, points that could have been cut. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Tighten the writing. I think they also wanted to show Kino's, uh, uh change changes a character because when she was first introduced, but nobody gives a shit. Who cares? She yeah, that's true. One. She's one yeah, of, it doesn't matter. She's 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 a, she's a character who does not he does not. I don't the know story. that she's the shy one. I don't know what her name is. She's the not blonde one. That's that, I mean that's literally all the character development the, I have any of these characters. She was the br- brunette one, and she was she was clearly the shy one when you actually care about the show. It's hard to care about those characters. Like it, it took me a long time to even give a shit about. Key time. There, there's a and, and it took a long time until like really this season, like this arc, to make me even care at all about right, Keaton. So right. yeah, fair enough. I, I, maybe, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just projecting my my love of the show. Again. Well, I mean, this show just has a bloat of characters. That is, is that's, is that's one of its biggest problems. And we, we've no, talked about that before. Yeah, and there's no explanation who they are, why they're there, why we give a shit. Yeah, the least... black siblings all show up together, and again, I, I know there's a guy one and a blonde one, and then the other ones. That's all I know. At least Bleach and Naruto actually went to lengths to actually explain those characters. Granted, you had a series that ran for hundreds of episodes, but yeah, they you, did it. You have a little more time there, but still, yeah. But that's it. I think it's about time to move on to the next episode next week, which is episode 20. How far will God test us? That's a interesting episode title. You'll see why. Huh. Until then, we've been Toonie Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. How am I going to keep that mouth shut? <laughs> My name is Andy. And I'm going down in a blaze of glory. I'm Josh. And I gotta figure out how to get rid of these body parts. I'm Bill. Oh, oh wait. What? I'm so confused. I'm very confused. you said I would state prosecute me. Oh. So, you can keep your mouth shut by eating a few fingers. That'll help. Oh. And we will see you next time. Bye. Where did I put my finger? Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadowbane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Home Stars, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, the Reanimator Podcast, the Taco Tuesday Podcast, Nerd Control, and our newest show, Hairless Pretenders. Prison life, Supreme Commander.